0: It's official. No more speculation. No more what if. It's happened. Donald J. Trump has been arrested in Manhattan for 34 felony charges. 34 felony charges. This was brought against him by the judge who is backed by George Soros. This is the big part of the news former president Donald Trump pled not guilty to 34 felony charges after he was placed under arrest Trump has said he's going to fight the prosecution here he is a picture of him in court that's from today He says this is political persecution and it is interference in the election system at the highest level in history there he is and let me tell you something he wants that mug shot just talking to my friend john he's like man when he gets that mug shot that's going to be one of the most popular mug shots of all time you've seen the the it was like the jimi hendrix mug shot there's the uh sinatra mug shot this is going to be the donald trump mug shot it's a great fi- uh, video of him coming out pumping his fist to the crowd he's definitely charged up He's raised $8 million this week. Senator Ted Cruz from here in Texas said, by the way, I'm going to do a lot of Q&A today, so hold tight. Just going to give you all a rundown of what's happening. Senator Ted Cruz says, The arrest and arraignment of former President Donald Trump by a left-wing Soros prosecutor today is making a mockery of the rule of law. Not only is the indictment frivolous, This political persecution marks a dark day for our country, end quote, Ted Cruz. So this is the big question. This is what I want to open up the Q&A with. Is is this persecution or is this just normal? Uh, Of course, a lot of this has to do with the pornography actress. I don't even, is this acting? Actress um, getting a payout through a lawyer uh it's one of these charges that it's a fraudulent business transaction um is this legitimate is the same standard that's applied to Donald applied to the bidens to ukrainian business deals big guy um laptops certain islands where things happen on certain islands with important politicians, performers, actors, singers on these islands. What about the Clintons? Same standard held to the Clintons, Obamas, et cetera. That's today's conversation. This is going to be a back and forth today, and I'm going to talk to y'all. There's over 1,200 of you. We're live streaming right now on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and this will be available later today on Rumble. So here we go. Uh, First off, on the mugshots, Michael Haynes weighs in, says no mugshots were taken of Donald Trump today. He's one of the most photographed people in the world. But still, but still, there needs to be a mugshot. There's got to be a mugshot. I have never been arrested. I did go to Six Flags Jail once. I was with my buddy Mark and we were on the Model T ride, and we thought it'd be really funny if we jumped off the Model T ride and ran off into the bushes and escaped, we would create an endless traffic jam of Model Ts because the Model Ts are on, there's a separator, and they can't get off the track. So we successfully jumped the Model Ts and caused a massive traffic jam at Six Flags, but we were caught. Somebody spotted us, and I had to go to Six Flags jail. I've never been in jail. I don't have a mugshot, but I think it'd be kind of cool To have a mugshot. And uh, if I were Donald Trump, I would insist on the mugshot. Definitely want the mugshot. All right, going back into the comments and the questions. Let's see. I got to be careful on these topics, on the questions that I take in. And there's a lot of fiery comments in here. By the way, if you do have a question, uh, please use a question mark. It helps me see uh, that it is a question as I'm strolling through. Okay, so here's one with a question mark. Dr. Marshall's absolute persecution. If whole global elite cabal absolutely hates him, it would seem Donald Trump has drawn to himself the wretched hatred from the pits of H-E double hockey stick. Interesting perspective. Everybody agree with that? Disagree? Is this a spiritual battle? Is this politics only? Is he going to be the nominee now? Is this going to rally the right around the man who they see persecuted by those who are against Christians? And 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 how does this play into the tragedy in the last news cycle of what's happened and, and all the awareness of a certain minority demographic, all these things? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Will they hold him without bail? I don't think he's being held. I think he's been released. Yeah, he's he's out. Um, so that's interesting. I don't know how that went, if he paid bail or not. If anyone has the details on that, let me know. Romero says, what are the 34 charges? That's a good question. I haven't been able to find. The only thing that I found is the business transaction deal. Um, with stormy Daniels, it's the only thing as a fraud, as an attempt to commit fraud, as I think how I saw it worded a few days ago, I haven't seen any in the others. And I don't know if anyone else has or else, I mean, this all happened just a couple hours ago, so I'm sure it'll all be released here soon. All right. I asked you, is this a spiritual battle or not? And electronic survival says this is very much a spiritual battle. I think it will actually rally more people to a side. And this is a huge mistake for the left politically. One interesting element here is what if they can keep him tied up through the next election? I think that's actually a strategy they have. I, I think you're right, electronic survival, that this rallies and helps Trump, especially with his supporters or people who were supporters And then after he lost, he said, yeah, I don't know if it's Trump anymore. Maybe it should be DeSantis. And there's been kind of these conversations with people. This right here might be like, yeah, it's not DeSantis. We're going Trump again. Trump, 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 Trump. Get on the Trump train. So that could happen unless the left really thinks they're powerful enough to to keep them wrapped up through the election. Heading back into your comments and your questions. Make sure if you have a question, you do use that question mark. Dr. Marshall, did you see that as soon as he entered court, Trump was awarded compensation for lawyer fees for another case? I did not see that. That's very interesting. And what was that case? Not sure. I think another interesting element here that's worth our comment is, uh, is, is the judge named Briggs? I think it is here. Let me see. I oh, this article doesn't have it. Uh, but yeah, being... A leftist being a liberal, being receiving donations from George Soros. I mean this is we're, we're into a a scenario, yeah, here it is, Briggs. We're into a scenario now where the courts there there's now political campaigning for the courts. Is that something that's just? I mean, should, should there be campaigning for a court position and then those judges are making these decisions? I, I, I feel really uncomfortable about that. I don't like it at all. I'm trying to find the name of this judge. I got all these controls in front of me. I can't see it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on y'all on the judge's name. going back in for some questions here. Maggie said, Maggie O'Leary says DeSantis is sponsored by all rhinos. Haley isn't any better. This is a common rally cry from conservatives that they're concerned that yes, DeSantis did some good stuff in Florida, especially under the health crisis. um, But is he truly uh, a people's conservative or is he just Bush 2.0? The concern is he's Bush 2.0 brags. Thank you. It's judge brags. Thank you. That's the name of this judge and Angela agrees with me. Thank you, Angela. Not supposed to be political judges. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, here's an interesting comment. Pub crock. Null says, isn't George Soros a Roman Catholic? No, he is not a Roman Catholic. He is an adherent of, or I don't know if he believes in it, but he's Jewish. George Soros is Jewish. Alvin Bragg is the name of the judge. Thank you, Robert Cross. I appreciate that. Uh, Susie says, have you heard about a gag order? I have not. I haven't either. Is DeSantis Catholic? Uh, I think maybe in his background He is, but I'm not sure that he attends a Catholic church every Sunday. I've I've gotten both answers on that when I ask around in Florida. Some say he does go to Mass on Sunday. Some say he doesn't. The consensus I get is he doesn't. I'd love to be uh, corrected on that, though, to get some more info. DeSantis is of Italian descent, so yes, Catholic. That doesn't always mean, just because you're Italian descent, doesn't always mean, that you are a Catholic, but you're on the right, on the right path there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Bragg is the district attorney, not the judge. Thank you for that clarification. Thank you. Looking through your comment, boy, the comments just got real spicy, real spicy from you guys. Tone it down a little bit. We are on these major social media platforms. Got to tone it down a little bit. D. Carey. Countries has dumped the U.S. Dollar. Yeah. The U.S. Dollar is getting dumped. Have you seen what's been going on with the global alliances? Uh, Maybe be careful. um, With putting tons of cash in accounts. Get into real assets. It would be my advice. And that's good advice for all the time, not just when the dollar's getting dumped. Going back into here. Yes. Uh, Alvin Bragg. He is the DA. Thank you. Will Trump ever convert to Catholicism? Working on him. He's not a Catholic. I wouldn't even say he's close. We're working on him, but. Yeah, he's not a Catholic, and he doesn't have Catholic beliefs. He doesn't have a fully robust Catholic morality or ethics, or he doesn't even have a Catholic worldview when it comes to politics. Now, certain things on his platform do conform very well with the Catholic teaching. Um, More so, for example, uh, on the A word, pro-life, he's much more pro-life than Joe Biden is, who Joe Biden says he's Catholic. My argument would be when it comes to Biden and Trump, we're not dealing with the Catholic on either side of the ticket. This could be a big distraction to the upcoming bank crisis. Agree. Agree. I think the bank crisis is a much bigger deal coming. And uh, it's going to be a lot like the health crisis we just had with a lot of experts telling what telling you what you should do And my advice as a rational person would be to question what you get on mainstream media telling you what to do. If there's bank problems, I would definitely be careful about following the directions of all the elite media stations, all right? Get into real assets, like real estate. Get into real assets, stuff that you can touch that's real, all right? Don't just deposit all that cash into checking accounts. Not safe. Not safe. Get into real assets. You heard it here. Dr. Timar said, get into real assets, Because, look, if we're going to have a Christian culture and a Catholic culture, we got to have Catholic families. And the only way Catholic families work is if you have a Catholic father who is able to provide in such a way, ideally, for the mother to stay home to catechize and raise the children in the most beautiful, ideal way. That's what we need to do. So, we got to take care of each other, not only on the spiritual and the moral and the doctrinal. We got to take care of each other on the financial. Going back into your comments and into your question. Why the h are you watching mainstream media? Well, I'm not, but I'm talking to a bunch of people right now saying be careful. Be careful. Joey Olivo, it's in my Bible study. What's up, Joey? He's saying golf and silver are up. I think he means gold. Joey, do you mean golf? Invest in golf clubs as real assets? No. People do not buy golf clubs as a real asset. He means gold, right, Joey? Gold and silver. All right. Thank you, Joey. And also, it would be helpful if you had, just in case, Your local branch was not open one day. It would be good to have some real paper cash just in case, you know, if you got to get gas and maybe some groceries, I'm not saying get go crazy and stuff mattresses, but yeah, you need to uh, be ready on that. Joey, uh, Joey realizes his mistake on golf and silver gold and silver. Good one, Joey. See you in a couple hours. Ooh, I like this. Christina Camping says gold golf clubs. Now that might be, that could hold the value. If you had golden golf clubs, that would be worth their weight in gold. At least a little bit of humor. Very good. Connor McHugh. Hey Connor, what's going on? Good to see you, buddy. Uncle jalapeno. I'm from Texas. We know to say jalapeno, but my grandmother, uh, who was not from Texas to her dying day, God bless her. May she rest in peace said jalapeno. We would even correct her Nana. It's jalapeno. She'd go. Yeah. Yeah. I need some of those jalapenos. This is political theater. I agree with you, uncle jalapeno. This is theater. Passion should be only discussion this week. It should be our primary, but it's not our only. Um, we run We're part of a nation. We run families. We run businesses. Uh, I can't just recite the Passion of St. John uh, 24-7, although I am listening to the Gospels and the Passion accounts. And by the way, if that's your take, why are you even on here listening? Senor Marshall, opinion on crypto. Well, you got to be careful. There's all sorts of junk crypto. Uh, I think if you stay with fundamentals and you go with your classic BTC, Bitcoin, there's a lot of strong arguments for it. Um, And so I think there's a place for it. So uh, I'm definitely not (laughs) opposed. Jose, invest in golf coin. Is that even a thing? Probably it is. I'm definitely not uh, investing in, in golf coin. Araceli Rios... Of the seraphim rosaries, she says, "This is just the beginning for conservative values." I agree; everything is under attack. Remember when they said to you, "Well, gee, we just want to have uh, our own medical care, and we just want to be, we just want to be married, okay?" And then it was bake our cake, right? And now it's you go to the library at your town square, and there's all kinds of performances going on that are lewd and crude. They are incrementalists. You know what incrementalist is? Satan is an incrementalist, by the way. You take little pieces, right? It's the long game. It's the infiltration. By the way, check out my book, Infiltration. It's the long game. If you want to win the big prizes, you got to... Play the long game. That's how it is in life, right? You want to build wealth, right? You don't just go take your paycheck, put it all on black and spin the wheel, right? It's not a good strategy. You got to play the long game, right? Compounding success, compounding, compounding. Well, the devil does compounding evil. And they're very happy. Here's how it Here's how it goes. All right, here's how this whole thing went. If you're Protestant watching right now, you probably won't agree with me, but hear me out. First, they said, let's make contraception condoms. This is back in the 1920s, 30s. Let's make contraception condom legal for married people. That was a sin. That was a sin. Then they said, let's make contraception legal for everybody, including non-married people. That was another sin. You see the incrementalism here? Then they said, well... If men and women can have sexual interactions and strip away from it the procreative element that God placed in it by using contraception, that would mean that we have to legalize homosexual acts because at the end of the day, you're saying, People, two people, three people, five people can engage in sexual acts. They can legally strip away the procreative thing that God placed into the process. And if you do that, that also leads to the idea, if you take away procreation out of marriage, that means that no-fault divorce would be the next thing to go. Because previously, for there to be a civil divorce which isn't even allowed by the Catholic church, there would have to be adultery because adultery is bringing in the chance of illegitimate children into a marriage and is therefore a grave social evil. So if now you're taking that out now, no fault divorce. So now we're moving into the 60s, 70s, 80s. And you're like, well, what if you use procreation or contraception and you avoid procreation, but then procreation does happen. You have a baby. Well, now we're going to have to legalize abortion. Okay, so we started in the 20s saying married couples could have condoms. So now by the time we get to the 60s and 70s, we've got contraception, no-fault divorce, abortion. So then you get into the 80s and the 90s and you're thinking, well, if we're going to allow people to be married and use condoms and contraception and never have children, dinks dual income no kid and that's like a cool good thing well how can we not allow two men or two women to do that well we can't so we, now we got to legalize same sex unions well if we can redefine the word marriage to be whatever we want it to be especially as regards to human sexual acts can't we just redefine redefine human sex as in gender? Can't we just say he is a she and she is a he or a Z or a Zim or whatever and just redefine that as well? So that's where we are in 2023. And if you're out there throwing your hands up, oh my goodness, everything is so godless. Everything is so sinful. I can't believe this and that and that. And look at this on TV and look at Dylan so-and-so and all this. And you aren't willing to follow the trail all the way back to the 1930s and 1920s and look at the question of contraception from a moral point of view, the way God understands human sexuality. If you aren't willing to do that, you have no right to go on social media and Twitter and bewail everything going on in 2023. I don't want to hear you complain about the Emmys or the Grammys or the Oscars or Dylan this or Dylan that or Bud Light or whatever, because all of it is a trail that goes back to when we started trying to redefine human sexuality. And this is where we are now that we're not at the end yet. It's not, we're not at the end yet. I don't even want to tell you what the end is because it's so gross. We're going to have polygamy, right? And then we're going to have two more horrible sexual crimes before we get to the end of the cul-de-sac and completely wreck the corvette it's gonna be over back into your questions man i just went on a rant araceli's back in saying that's the truth amen sister or amen i should say as a catholic back into your questions back into your comments Michael Lynch says, as a former Catholic, I'm glad I joined the Russian Orthodox Church, as it will never allow LGBTIQ plus agendas in their schools or universities. Well, here's the thing, Michael. you don't. Jesus Christ didn't found the Russian Orthodox Church qua Russia, right? If you wanted to follow Eastern Orthodox ecclesiology, you're a member of of the church, the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, the Orthodox Church. Now, sadly, you've left communion with Rome. That's bad. It's a sin. You got to come back. But you're in communion with, with all the other Orthodox groups. And they've got some loosey-goosey stuff going on. I've seen it on the internet. They got green theology, they got liberation theology, they got Freemasons and the clergy. And they even got some, uh, even in here in America. They got some LGBTQ what do you got here GIQ plus I mean here in Texas we had the Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia Rocor raping boys down near Austin Texas Satan can infiltrate anywhere and I'm disappointed when I see people leave the Catholic church and they join Rocor which is a tiny tiny sliver denomination and they say well, we don't have any of those problems. Mm. Tell that to the parents down by Austin, Texas. Come back to the Catholic Church, Michael. It feels like you moved to a pure place, but it's not. Kevin Pierce, should we follow hung- Hungary, the nation? example where they passed the soros law stopping radical leftists from destroying the country i think we got to be more specific i think we need to pass legislation that bless and prospers and assists the family it's not easy for a man and a woman to be married and raise a large family the government should privilege that you might be a single person yeah well, no. no look the success of the future and of the government and the common good depends on healthy, strong families, a father and a mother, and we should be assisting that. That's Christian. So that's a good idea. I don't know how we stop radical. I, I don't know how we just, do we say a law? Like if you've ever hung out or received a check from Soros, you're banished. I don't know. I don't know if you can make that kind of law. Coming back into the comments and into the questions. That Austin, Texas guy was fake. I don't know what you're talking about there. Boys were being, horrible things were happening there. Moving along here. There's evil everywhere, Angela says. Exactly. Evil is crouching at the door. Ultimately, St. Paul says... Our enemies are not flesh and blood, but dominions, powers, principalities, the evil demons, the fallen spirits, the fallen angels. They're everywhere. The only way we can resist them is through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. In his church, he's established gifts, treasuries, means by which we are aided, one of which is the foster father of Jesus. Saint Joseph, he's called the Terror of Demons is one of his titles. Another is Our Lady, the Mother of Jesus, the Mother of God. She's the Immaculate Conception. According to Genesis 3:15, she has perfect enmities with Satan. According to Apocalypse chapter 12, Satan wishes to do war against her. why? because she's powerful. 2 take home points here, be devoted to Our Lady, especially during Lent now, as we move into we're in Holy Week as we move into Triduum. Our Lady of Sorrows, and St. Joseph. And consider fasting for 40 hours from Maundy Thursday to Holy Saturday. I have a whole video here on YouTube. Just search my name, Dr. Taylor Marshall, and put 40-hour fast, and I'll explain to you how to do the 40-hour fast this Good Friday. If you're a healthy person, if you're a healthy man or woman, you don't have any problems in your life, health problems, you need to fast. You need to do the 40-hour fast. It's what early Christians did on Good Friday. 40 hours. You can do it. You can go 40 hours, no food. You can do it. People haven't stopped having children because of money, but because of selfishness. Rich regions have less children than poor ones. Exactly correct. But don't you agree that in such a society where people choose to have large families, there should be advantages in the tax code to help them i do believe that and the nation of hungary believes that i think it's a good policy can you make a video on what thing we are allowed during that fast on friday yes if you you should just go watch the video the whole idea is for 40 hours zero calories zero calories water In Greece, in the Greek Orthodox, some of them go that whole time with no food or water, no calories or water. Even There's grannies who do no food and no water. If you're healthy, if you've got diabetes or or metabolic problems, do not do this. Consult your doctor, as everybody always says. But if you're healthy, like I'm healthy, look at me. I'm a healthy man. Fast 40 hours. You can do it. Rosanette Rodriguez, I'm joining you on the 40-hour fast. Amen and amen. Love it. What are the 34 felonies that he's been tried with? We don't know. Mountains of Elysium says it's not just the Catholic Church are in crisis. I believe this crisis will draw the faithful from other denominations in crisis to the Catholic Church, as those opposed to the true faith will leave. I agree. As persecution comes, we will become. United in the one true church. Denise Bennett said, I am not healthy, but I went to my doctor to ask how I can fast. He said, rye bread and water. Follow your doctor's instructions. People who have a difficulty with bread or fasting on bread often do better on sourdough bread. I don't know if that's true or not. I just, I've heard it from a number of people. The sourdough is, makes it easier to digest. This is a good comment here by John C. Why are people comparing Trump to Jesus as its Holy Week? Is this indictment the fatal wound? Is he the Antichrist? Yeah, I said in my video last week about Trump, I think one of the very worst things that you can do, if you're a Trump supporter out there, the very worst thing you can do is lionize Trump and make and speak of him in messianic terms. As if he can do no wrong and that he's anointed by God supernaturally. You kind of saw this in some of the the more wacky uh, Trump apologetics. You never heard me do that. In fact, I've been criticized. Why do you support Trump? Why you? Whatever? I don't support Trump unilaterally or on all things. And I'm always very careful. He's not messianic. He's not anointed by God. He's more pro-life. He's more civil rib- liberties. He's going to protect our rights as Catholics He's going to uh, extend protection for the unborn. Like we saw with the overturn of Roe v. Wade by judges, he appointed those are all good things. And to me, when I weigh the balance of Joe Biden and Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, it's an obvious vote. And I've been very open about that, but yeah, the whole idea that, uh, just as he was betrayed and he's arrested and Jesus was betrayed and he was arrested during Holy week and Easter is this Sunday and people making all those comparisons. It's not helpful. It's really not helpful. And I really don't think you should be doing it because it's going to backfire. The Bible says in Psalms, trust not in princes. Trump is a prince. He's a prince of America in our system. We may not call him a prince, but in our system, he is a prince. And, I, like I said, I was at a dinner at Mar-a-Lago. When was that? A couple months ago. Saw Trump there. I've was on the Catholics for Trump. I was part of the campaign. I opened and did the opening prayer for Trump's biggest rally during his election. So I've been a part of it, but I'm not, I'm not one to, to paint him with messianic strokes. That's a major, uh, honestly, I think that actually makes Satan happy. I don't think we should do that. So John C., yeah, I disagree with all that. Patty McCarthy, is Donald Trump the David of today? See, I think these are things are not helpful. David was true. David, God made the Davidic covenant with King David. That's why it's called the Davidic covenant, in which he promised him a certain geographic boundary. He promised him that the temple would be constructed by his son Solomon and that he would have an heir on the throne of Jerusalem in perpetuity, which is fulfilled by Jesus Christ. All of that was a deal, a contract, a covenant in theological terms made between God and King David. No such divine covenant has ever been made between God and Donald Trump. Does not exist, will not exist. The last covenant and the only covenant that God will make for our times is the new covenant in the blood of Jesus, which is represented and ratified at the holy sacrifice of the Mass in the Eucharistic body and blood of Jesus Christ, who is fully present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. That's the covenant. That's the contract. That's the deal. That's the means of salvation for our time. God's not going to cut a deal with the King of England or the King of France or the King of Portugal, anyone. The Pope is the vicar of Christ, but that is down from descent from Peter, from uh, Matthew chapter 16. Even the Pope doesn't get new covenants. It's all been ratified in the blood of Jesus in AD which is what Holy Week's all about. Andy says, I've been listening to your new book on Audible. Very informative. Thank you. Everybody get my new book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. It is a treatment of who is the Antichrist in scripture and in the earliest church, the church fathers. So if you... This is not my take on it. This is not what a bunch of crazy visionaries said. This is what the earliest Christians believed about the Antichrist. And then I give you a verse-by-verse commentary in the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse. It's all in this best-selling book. Five-star reviews. It's awesome. It's on Audible. It's on hardback. It's on paperback. You can get it, Antichrist and Apocalypse. If you want a signed copy, go to patreon.com forward slash Marshall. And there's many levels there, and you can get a signed copy of Antichrist and Apocalypse. Check it out. Thank you, Andy, for listening to the new book. Love it. Appreciate y'all. I'm one of the most, by the way, I'll just say this because it's Holy Week. I am one of the most blessed human beings alive right now. I get to do what I love, which is write books. Today, I'm writing a script. I'm here in the office. I'm writing a script, 10 Differences Between the Traditional Latin Mass and the Novus Ordo. I love this stuff. I got a book over there. I'm reading more about Enoch. I'm making phone calls with people I agree on and doing projects. I am making a YouTube video right now. And I realize that what I do is supported by thousands of people. Right now, there's 1,600 people who believe in the work I'm doing. And I just say to y'all, thank you. It's amazing. It's amazing to be supported by people who buy the books, support on Patreon, take courses at New St. Thomas Institute. If you want to take the Latin course, go over to nsti.com and make all of this possible for me. I am very grateful. Thanks be to God. And thank you for everyone who has done either large things or small things, but supported in some way the work that I'm doing. I really do appreciate it. Going back into the comments and the question, Pamela Eldred, how much money do you make selling books? I make. A, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to open up my checking accounts to you. Um, but I have eleven books. Three of them are Amazon number one bestsellers. So I've done very well. So thank you to everyone who buys the books. I appreciate it. How do you feel about Enoch? I've been making a lot of videos about Enoch lately. I encourage you to go into the YouTube channel and watch them. i got maybe one or two more coming out uh, soon. I just found out, by the way, that Anne Catherick Emmerich, the visionary, says, basically recounts the Enoch legend of angel guardian watchers procreating with women before the flood and producing giants. So it's in Anne Catherick Emmerich as well. It's, it's, that's amazing. So interesting. Patty back. Donald Trump is a man with flaws, but he's appointed and anointed with God. I mean, he's a, he, he has flaws. I don't, I don't—I wouldn't say he's anointed with God because that's, that has theological ramifications. I wouldn't say he's anointed like that. Uh, Mark says, hit the like button. I agree. Everybody hit that like button. Where's my like button. Here it is. Here's my like button. Hit that like button. Share it on YouTube. We're having fun today. I, uh, As tomorrow is Holy Wednesday, Maundy Thursday, the next day, I might be, um, I don't know. I probably will put out another one or two videos, but definitely when we get into good Friday, Holy Saturday, I'm going to, I'm going to tap out. I'm just going to be with the family and with the Lord. I'm going to do the 40 hour fast too. Yay. Brenda way to go. Brenda wondering if tea is okay for me personally. I allow myself herbal tea, normal tea, like green tea, and black coffee. No cream, no sugar. But I go, I count it as zero calorie, right? So I will have like sparkling water, like San Pellegrino or Topo Chico. That actually makes you feel kind of full. Tea and coffee. And also one of the keys... When you're fasting and you feel lightheaded and headache and agitated or you get that pain in the back of your head or in the front of your head, take Himalayan sea salt, not crummy salt. Get Himalayan pink sea salt or get Redmond's um, sea salt. I think it's from Colorado. That's what I use. And put that in your water and be generous. Use a lot of salt. All right. And when you drink that water with the salt, within – I'm not kidding you. Within 12 minutes, all of a sudden you're gonna be like, oh man, I feel so much better. That salt helps you. It's the electrolytes. I also would encourage you to take magnesium before bed. And if you get a chance, also take um, what's the one I'm I'm missing here? Potassium. Potassium helps as well. Uh, Redmond salt is from Utah. Thank you. I like Redmond salt. Uh, Right back there is Redmond Salt. I actually put Redmond Salt in my coffee in the morning. I get an espresso and I tap a little Redmond Salt and put salt in there. When does the 40-hour fast start? You got to go back and watch my video because I give you three options of when to start it and when to end it. What I'm doing is starting 8 p.m. Maundy Thursday. No calories all the way through Friday. No calories Saturday morning. Noon On Saturday would be 40 hours, and I'll break the fast on noon, holy Saturday. That's exactly 40 hours. Stevie says, black coffee on empty stomach? I don't recommend. Oh, I do recommend. It's so good. It's so good, the black coffee on the empty stomach. Every day of the year, almost, I have uh, black coffee. Love it. Himalayan sea salt has iron. You don't want excess iron. I know, but it's minimal. It's minimal. Plus, the Himalayan sea salt and the Redmond salt has so many other minerals and good things in it. And the key is, people say, why do you want Himalayan sea salt? Why do you want Redmond sea salt? Because the salt that comes from the ocean is contaminated with petrol, gasoline, microplastics. I don't want that in my salt. So what you do is is you go to the Himalayans and you go to Redmond's. That was salt deposits that were deposited during Noah's flood. So that salt has been up there for thousands of years and it's not come into contact with the nasty ocean with Exxon tankers leaking oil into the ocean and microplastics. So that way the salt you're getting is from ancient deposits at higher elevations. So that's why I say make sure you got Redmond. I, I need to get an affiliate link with Redmond's. Redmond salt or Himalayan sea salt. And I, and I say bring on the iron, iron. I need that iron. Pumping iron. Catholico Tradicional says a blessed Holy Week, Dr. Marshall. Blessed Holy Week to you as well. Everybody bump up your penance, more fasting, more suffering for the Lord, more rosaries. You know, we got to get to 15 decades a day, folks, 15 decades a day. If if you're not doing anything, you got to get to five decades a day. If you're already doing five, you should be rolling to the 15. All right. Penance. Penance, penance, penance. Message of Fatima. Message of Christ, message of John the Baptist. Cindy says, all I use is Himalayan sea salt. Amen and amen, Cindy. Kosher salt, eh, eh, not a fan. And by the way, kosher salt, nowhere in the Old Testament is there a, hey, here's salt that's unclean, let's make it kosher, right? Like pig, non-kosher. Salt, there's no not, I mean, this is... I think kosher salt's a gimmick. I go with the I go with the non-corrupted salt. Kosher salt just means it's blessed by a rabbi. Who cares? I don't even want that. Uh, Nep- Nepertiti Francesco says, "I see the Father of missile." Of course you do. What else would you see? Do you also happen to see a Dewey Reams holy Bible? Yes, you do. Always by my side. Always. Gotta have your traditional pre-55 Latin Missile and your Dewey Rhames Holy Bible locked up, ready to go. And all people doing and talking about salt right now, my granddaughter eats pink blessed salt all the time. She loves it. I love salt. I love it. Just love it. What about iodine? Go eat some fish. It's Lent. Go get some mussels. Polina says, love you. Love you too, Polina. What exactly is Passover? Passover is the commemoration of the firstborn of Israel not being killed by the angel of death by slaughtering the lamb, the Passover lamb, placing the blood over their doors and then eating the lamb. That was all a type. You see, God had something much bigger. He had something a hundred times bigger than that. And that was Jesus Christ, his divine son who became man of a virgin Mary. He was eternal. He was always the son of God, but he was born of a virgin. He grew up, never sinned, lived a perfect life because he was God. He was God and man. And then he offered himself as a priest and as a victim, as the Lamb of God, to die on the cross. So the blood of the Lamb was spread not over a door, but on the cross, the wooden cross. And then before all that happened, he instituted a ritual, we call it a sacrament, so that we could eat the Lamb for all perpetuity until the end of time. And eating the Lamb is what we Catholics call eating the Eucharist the body and blood of Jesus. And Jesus in John 6 says, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood to be saved. That's not, I didn't come up with that. Jesus said that in John 6. And remember earlier I was talking about covenants. The only time Jesus mentions the new covenant is when he says, this is my blood of the new and everlasting covenant. So this Holy Week, we Catholics, we don't follow the old week symbols and signs. We follow the big powerful truth. And what is that? Jesus is the Lamb of God. And so on Thursday, we have a liturgy called Maundy Thursday, where we come together and we recall that he instituted the Eucharist and we received the Eucharist. And then on Good Friday, we have another special liturgy where we, there is no consecration. And traditionally, we don't receive communion. By the way, you shouldn't receive communion on Good Friday. I know it's controversial. It's not traditional. You shouldn't do it. We have Good Friday, and we kiss the cross on Good Friday. It's the instrument of our salvation. It goes back to the early church. And then on Holy Saturday, we have what's called the Paschal Vigil or the Easter Vigil. And it's the longest service of all year. And, there's, and before 1955, there were 12 long Old Testament readings. And that was to symbolize the 12 patriarchs in the Old Testament. People were in limbo in the Old Testament. Sheol, Abraham's bosom. And they were waiting century after century after century after century. And then finally, Jesus died on the cross. He descended into hell. He announced to all the Old Testament people, if you believed, if you waited for the Messiah, if you trusted in what God taught, come with me, I bring you to heaven. So that's Holy Saturday. And then Sunday, early, while it's still dark, the women come to the tomb. It's empty. Hallelujah! Praise God. Glory in the highest. Jesus is risen from the dead. That's what we Catholics do. That's like 1,000 times a million times a billion times a trillion times another trillion more powerful and more real than the ancient Old Testament story, which truly did happen. But that was all geared up to point towards the reality in Jesus Christ and the Blessed Sacrament on Monday, Thursday, the crucifixion on Good Friday the descent into hell on Holy Saturday and the resurrection of Jesus, which we celebrate on Sunday. Can I get a witness on that? Can I get an amen and an amen, brothers and sisters? I say amen because that's what Catholics say. Baptists say amen. Catholics say amen. Amen. This 40-hour fast, no calories is new for me. In the year 190 or 191, we're not sure, Saint Irenaeus of Lyon wrote a letter to Pope Victor, I believe it was, and he says to the Pope, it is our custom as, I'm paraphrasing, it is our custom as Christians on Good Friday to fast either 24 hours, 48 hours, or 40 40 hours, he mentions as a custom. And he says, everybody gets along depending, you know, on how you do it, 24 hours, 40 hours. Everybody gets along, but we do fast completely on that day. So that goes back to 198, somewhere around there, in the 190s, that letter. We have that letter still to this day. So that shows you that in the second century, Christians all over, Lyon, France, Jerusalem, Rome, all over the whole empire, the Christians on that day would not eat. If you go and read the pilgrimage journal of Ageria, she also explains how the people would stop eating on Thursday and fast into Saturday, Sunday. And the whole idea is we are uniting ourselves to Jesus Christ. We're trying to get so close to Jesus in the suffering, right? We're not gonna go whip ourselves or get crucified. But remember, Jesus had no food that whole time. He was fasting. And so we fast, we get close to Jesus, so close we start to feel the crown of thorns in our own head, and it's really uncomfortable, and we experience total desolation because our body has no calories. We feel empty. And that's how we draw close to Christ. You actually get clarity of mind, you pray more, and you struggle more. It's an ancient, ancient Christian practice. I'm going to take one more question and sign off with you guys. You guys have been awesome today. Love all the all men's coming in. That's great. Can you clarify Dr. Marshall, the fasting requirement, not by choice, but why requirement ends at 59? I have always get confused on this because it says like at the end of your 59th year, and I don't even know what that stuff means. I don't know. I'll find out for you. Um, I think the best thing is ask your priest. Don't ask Dr. Marshall. Um, last comment, J.M.N. says, Taylor, after hearing you talked about the 40-hour fast during Trudium, I challenged my good friends to try it this year, and I'm going to do it. Awesome. I, I hope thousands of people start doing the 40-hour zero-calorie fast on Good Friday. We need to be a church with more penance, more suffering, more hunger. We unite ourselves with the poor. We unite ourselves with Jesus. It's a win all around. All right, friends, y'all have a happy and holy holy week um sign up for courses at new st thomas institute go to patreon.com forward slash dr taylor marshall to support this podcast and my work i appreciate all of you i'm so blessed i don't deserve it but you guys do it anyway and i'm so grateful thank you so much have a happy and holy maundy thursday good friday holy saturday saturday Paschal easter sunday and until next time remember our lord jesus christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth So go out there and be salty. God bless. Be salty. Eat your salt when you're fasting on Good Friday. Be salty. Like the video. Subscribe. See y'all soon.